We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's January 28th, it's 2022. We have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06, Will Priester. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Uh, another good day in the office. Happy to be on with you. Um, my little lady had some... Uh, or, or or big lady whatever you want to call her she had some had a procedure yesterday and so she's uh she's doing a lot better today funny story um she had she had to uh they gave her anesthesia and knocked her out before they did the procedure and uh we were joking before i said yeah you might have to get rolled down in a wheelchair uh, for us to take you home and we just kind of laughed about it well that actually happened and uh, i was driving her home and uh, opened the garage and I said, hey, I said, do you want to uh, pull in the garage and try to get out? Or do you want to walk walk a little bit just to kind of get yourself together? And she said, oh, yeah, I'll walk in. And so she gets out of the car. She's stumbling around. I said, no, she's not OK still. And so <laughs> I got her in the house and uh, she sat down on the chair and took a nap. And immediately, like just she went into like an immediate knockout. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. So then she wakes up and she's like, Hey, how did I get home? <laughs> At any rate, interesting experience, but uh, she, she's doing okay today, man. But that was a, uh, it might not be as funny to you guys, but trust me, it was, it was pretty hilarious. Pretty hilarious. No, man, any, I feel like anything like that kind of stuff, it always, uh, it's all, it always cracks you up more than you probably should let it, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. So let's uh, let's jump in here. Like I said, we have 11 games to scheduling. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm going to complain about it all year. Not going to complain about it today. 212 total. Orlando's a two and a half point favorite here against Detroit's um, injury report wise. We're looking at Grant still out. Josh Jackson questionable. Olenek out. And then on the Magic side, Mike Carter-Williams, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Moore remain out. Uh, looking at Detroit here first, Cunningham, 
I mean, he's 7,700 on DraftKings. FanDuel pricing is not up yet. I mean, when I'm looking at Detroit, assuming that Grant's not going to play again, it's uh, it has to be Cunningham. Yeah, it's got to be, man. I mean, when you look over the landscape, especially in a game like this against Orlando, uh, and, and look, I, I understand Kate isn't going to pop off for 70 again. I get it. But, you know, you have to try to take him in in spots like this. And I know he had a spot against Sacramento earlier where he just scored 13 points, but he only played 21 minutes. Uh, I, I got to think Cade has a fairly good game here against Orlando at 7,100. I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite play on the Detroit side of things. I think on DraftKings, you can still play Hayes. He's 3,600, played 28 minutes. He shot 25% from the field and scored 24.5 fantasy points against Denver. Matchup against the Magic, much better. I like Ace. If they're going to give him back to close what they were giving him before all, all like before he was out and stuff. I mean, you know, 28 to 30 minutes a night at 3,600, that's too cheap for a, a guy like Hayes. So those are the two guys I'm looking at. On the Detroit side of things. Um, and then on the Magic side, I mean, Suggs is 6,100. He's been, you know, the guy that has been getting the really nice usage here recently. But, I mean, we finally saw, like, a Cole Anthony game the other night. Like, his usage was up to 25%. It had been down in the teens. And he's 6,800. There's definitely a ceiling here. When the, when he is attacking and dishing the ball and shooting well, I mean, he can do what he did the other night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely got a ceiling game. Excuse me, guys. Definitely got a season game, ceiling game from Cole Anthony at 6,800 against Detroit. I, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, I, I think he's definitely in play. Jalen Suggs at 61. Uh, I think he's in play as well. He's definitely getting close to, I, I think, kind of our price threshold. The thing is, you know, uh, it, it feels like Gary Harris shouldn't be playing minutes, right? But he's still playing around 30 minutes. Terrence Ross is still getting, you know, 15 to 18 minutes. And then you, you got Franz Wagner, who, you know, he had an upside game as well. He might be my favorite play in this spot, Stevie, at 5,600, especially if you look at the minutes. Like, that's what I was concerned about with him. What were they, what were they going to do with the minutes? But 34, 38, 38, 34, like this, I, I'm very interested in Franz Wagner on this slate. I, I, I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, I, I like him a lot. I mean, I think he's always in play. I don't talk about him enough on the podcast. and. He's kind of just fit into this like 20% usage, shoot the ball in the teens every night. And the nights that he shoots the ball well, he has really good games. And he, from watching a lot of Magic games, he takes a lot of high percentage shots. So um, I don't talk about him enough on the podcast. He's always someone that is in play for me. We go to Atlanta next. We got Boston at Atlanta, 218 and a half total here. Hawks, a Two-point favorite in this one. I mean, Celtics, Dozier's out. And then on the Atlanta side, I didn't see an injury report submitted for them. 
And sometimes that just means that everyone's expected to play. So um, starting with the Boston side first here, what do you like here for the Celtics? Yeah, man, I think for me, and I know I keep saying it, I don't know what he is on FanDuel. Tatum's been playing really well here recently, like this last, you know, four-game stretch. He's been fantastic, um, shooting over 60% the past two games. 50 plus percent from three the past two games, nine for 14 against Washington, seven for 14 against Sacramento. Today gets Atlanta. Uh, Tatum at 10-1. I don't want to pay 10-1. I, I think I think we can do better on this slate. On FanDuel, kind of I don't have their pricing pulled up particularly. Is he what 9,500, 9,800? Or did, did they finally push him over 10K? On FanDuel? Yeah, on FanDuel. They didn't have the pricing up, but I just looked a few minutes ago. It might be yeah. up now. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I even still, at 10-1, man, he's a good tournament player. I, I think in, in, in deep tournaments, I think you have to consider it with, with his recent form. Um, but all in all, man, I, I don't want to play any Celtics. I, I just think everybody's priced appropriately. Brown at 89, Tatum at 10-1, Schroeder at 62, Smart at 56. I think everybody's right where they should be. Rob Williams at 7K, Al Horford at 57. Uh, just an uninspiring roster from a fantasy perspective, although this is probably going to be a good spot for them in real life. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics are healthy. And, like, that's the biggest thing. When they're healthy – there's just so many good options on this team. Um, so I think Tatum has the most ceiling, but I mean, I think Williams is probably my favorite. He's seven K he can have big games. Uh, he's probably my favorite. And then on the Atlanta side, I mean, well, we're looking at a healthy Atlanta team here as well. Trey young Capella Collins um, Hunter Herder, like all these guys are ready to go. What are we looking at here for Atlanta? I think Trey Young, and, and look, you know, I said I didn't want to play Tatum at his 10 plus K price. I don't want to play Trey Young either. He's 10 6. I, I think these guys are too expensive. The, the dynamic pricing, you know, has them way up there. I, I just can't get involved with these guys. Atlanta's pretty much back healthy as well. Um, you know, they sent a Cam Reddish out to the New York Knicks. Man, um, if Capella's minutes were back in the 30s, I think I'd like it, but I, I can't play Capella. I, John Collins is 6,700, and that's probably a fair price, but I don't like that either. DeAndre Hunter, his price is coming up now because – his minutes have been there. I mean, he did rattle off about four straight 30-point games. He's probably in play, uh, but but with this team being healthy, healthy, I, I just – Trey's overpriced. Capella's not playing enough minutes. I think the only guy I'm interested in is, um, is DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I mean, even – I feel like even Hunter is someone that – at 5,200, are we going to find better value on the slate? And he, I mean, he got in foul trouble the other night. It's just, I don't know. I struggle with the potential pace 
down that we're going to see from Atlanta here. And everyone's healthy. Trey Young's 10-6. Am I really going to pay 10-6 for Trey Young on this slate? I mean, you can. I'm not going to talk you off of it. But am I going to find the extra money to play Giannis? Probably. Am I going to find the extra money to play Jokic? Probably. Um, I mean, am I going to go down and look at some of these other options? Probably. So, I mean, that's my biggest problem with Trey Young on this slate. And, and, and let me say this, too. Is LeBron going to play tomorrow? Because he's a Charlotte killer. It's insane. Uh, another stud, even though Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook are there, he's still been playing out of his mind. I'd still play LeBron over those other guys. All right, we got L.A. going to Charlotte. You know, you just kind of talked about this. Obviously, there's no lineup in this game. Lakers, second end of a back-to-back. We'll be waiting to see not only if LeBron's going to play, is Anthony Davis going to play, um, you know, with the second end of a back-to-back after missing over a month. So a lot of potential question marks here on the Lakers side. On the Charlotte side, Gordon Hayward's out. And Kelly Oubre is questionable, which could actually matter a lot here with Hayward out. So definitely something to note. But let's start here with the Lakers. Night before, it's tough because if you had to ask me right now, Will, I'd say LeBron plays and Anthony Davis sits. Yeah, and and that's the way I feel about it. And it's, it's so interesting to me, Stevie. You know, LeBron has a TNT game against the Sixers, and all of a sudden, it's almost tip-off time. I don't want to say almost. They did get it to you early, but, you know, it's 5, 6 o'clock Eastern, and LeBron's out. And you're like, what? Really? A a nationally televised game? And you look up at the schedule, and you say, wait a minute. This is a back-to-back. Aha. Perhaps... They're pulling a switcheroo on us, just like you've just like you've you know given the people. Perhaps Anthony Davis sits tomorrow, and LeBron James gets involved, and uh, if so, LeBron James is probably going to be right up there with the creme de la creme in terms of plays on this slate. Um, you know, Westbrook will be eighty six hundred and. You know, I, I would be interested in this spot. I'd be interested in Malik Monk in this spot. I may be interested in Malik Monk, just period, because he's 4,500 and he'll be out there playing a little bit. Uh, all in Carmelo Anthony, this is a spot where I like him. They're playing the Charlotte Hornets. We don't have to overthink this. We could get LeBron in the game at really good prices and go to town. Yeah, I mean – Really going to have to see what the news looks like here because it's it's a fantastic matchup. And if for some reason LeBron and Anthony Davis, I think Anthony Davis is very, very questionable. Night before, back-to-back, being out for over a month, I think he's very questionable. And he played, what, over 30 minutes on um, Thursday night. So if they both end up sitting... I mean, Westbrook's 8,600 going up against Charlotte. Don't for one second overthink that. Like, you're playing Westbrook. You're playing Monk if that happens. Um, Charlotte side of things, and the interesting thing here about Charlotte, right, is Hayward's out already. If Ubre ends up sitting too, like Ubre's coming off of a game where he played 35 minutes. 
he's in line to play 35 minutes again with no Gordon Hayward. If both of these guys sit, I mean, I, I think Bridges could play 35 minutes in this game. And I think Cody Martin is going to have to play um, some minutes in this game. And we might even see James Booknight play 30 minutes in this game. So a lot of question marks when it comes to Charlotte that we should have way before tip and um, kind of be able to guess what's going to happen here. Yeah, I definitely think Boat Knight's going to play anyway, right? Like he's probably he's going to play 20 minutes. Let's go with 20. I think that's reasonable. Um, if Ubre sits, that number probably goes to 28 easily, I, I think. Um, and I, I, I think we're, we're close to it. Terry Rozier, he'll play 38 minutes if the game's tight, right? Um, it just so happens that the last couple games, the Indiana game, 158-126, Stevie, not tight at all. So, you know, I'm not really worried about the, the lower minutes dip there that we saw. Um, I, I think the minutes would be right back up. Um, you know, Bridges is already playing big minutes. Bridges is probably going to be a really interesting play tomorrow if AD sits and LeBron plays. Because I, I, how are they going to handle the LeBron center situation? Like they were kind of running out with it when AD was out. Are they going to put him at center or are they going to play Dwight Howard, right? And let him run at the four? I'm not sure uh, just yet. But I, I do think that's interesting because he's 7,600. And that's a really good price if Ubre and Hayward are out. Like that's, I mean, he, he's got upside for 50. So at 7,600, I don't hate that. And then I will say this too. This indirectly will probably help LaMelo Ball a little bit, right? 8,400 for LaMelo Ball with two guys out, I can get involved in. I like that. I've been attacking Russell Westbrook all season anyway. Like, this is a spot that I want to play LaMelo Ball. If, if Ubre's out, LaMelo's probably, you know, a top three play for me on the slate because now I feel a lot more comfortable that he'll get 35-plus minutes, you know, in this game. Whereas before during the season when everyone's healthy, we've seen him in the lower 30-ish range. Um, and then he gets matched up with Russell Westbrook. So all in all, you mentioned Cody Martin. He's 4,400. Um, if Ubre's out, he's, he's absolutely playing 30 minutes. No doubt about it. So uh, I'm with you there. The Charlotte Hornets will actually be a very interesting tournament team because – they've kind of rebalanced the pricing now. So when you can get a boat night at 33, Cody Martin at 44, uh, Bridges is now down to 76 versus he was around 8,200 and LaMelo's down to 84 when he was 92 and 88. Uh, Terry is at 76. He's, he's one of the ones that has come up, uh, but, but I'm okay with that price because he's been playing out of his mind. I mean, yeah. How much do you play Rogier? and ball together, right? I feel like there's a lot of negative correlation there, and I don't know if I'd play them together, but I think both of them potentially have ceiling to win you a tournament, so I don't mind getting exposure to either one of them. Um, if LeBron and Anthony Davis sit and you're playing Westbrook, I mean, run it back with a ball or a Rogier and just hope that you get nonstop action back and forth in this game uh, i think yeah. is a, a, a good way to approach it so sure portland at houston 233 total in this game portland a one and a half point favorite there's going to be no defense played in this one 
Um, on the Portland side of things, Covington's questionable. Lillard, Little, Nance, Zeller out. Dennis Smith Jr. questionable. And then Houston, I mean, they're good to go. They're healthy. Um, so starting here with the Portland side of things, Covington matters, I think. Not directly to everything, but, I mean, if Covington's out, then I think Portland's going to be forced to play some Tony Snell. Um, I don't think you play him in DFS, but... I mean, it's just someone that's going to eat up minutes, but not a ton of usage. So looking at this matchup and knowing that Houston doesn't play defense, I really like Powell. I like Simons and I like McCollum, but I don't want to, I don't think I want to write off Nurkic in a spot like this either. I feel like he could have a monster game if they feed him the basketball. Yeah, man. I mean, look, Nurk, <laughs> Nurk has been having, a really good second. I don't, it's not the second half yet, but I, I guess as we get to the end of the uh, last beginning half of the season, be, a really good end of the first half of the season. Let's go with that. I mean, that gosh, it feels like that should continue in this spot, Stevie. And yeah, I know he's 8K, and that is expensive. Uh, but if they give him the minutes, he's got 60 point upside in this spot. He should get 12 to 15 rebounds. Now it's just okay. He gets the rebounds. Does he score, you know, 18 to 25 points? Does he get the blocks? Does he get, a, you know, a couple assists? I think that's possible here. Nurkic is absolutely a favorite. You know, we look, of course, like we don't have to mention it, but Lillard's probably, you know, out for the season or, or something like that. Nance out, Zeller out. He's going to play little out. Uh, I mean, this is a big time spot for this team against Houston. I expect them to win, you know, fairly well. Uh, CJ McCollum down to 7,300. I like that price. Like this is a spot where he could pop for 45. I think the prices are good. Norman Powell, 6,100. I like these guys from Portland. Yeah. I mean, this whole game with such a high total and very little defense sets up both sides, right? Like Houston side, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., they have some ceiling in this matchup as well. Um, I mean, K.J. Martin is way too cheap for the minutes and role that he's been playing here recently. So, I mean, talk to me here about the Houston side of this game, Will. Yeah, you, you talk KPJ. He's been fantastic uh, recently, and he's 6,400. Um I like him in this spot. Portland isn't an extreme juggernaut defensive team. Should be back and forth haymakers. Uh, so, so I like this spot um, for him. Man, Jay Sean Tate, I really wish they would give him 35 minutes, Stevie, but his minutes are just all over the place. I can't trust it. Um, you know, Eric Gordon, he's getting minutes in the 30s. Like, if they just gave Tate – Gordon's minutes give him give Tate 35 and give Gordon 25 like what are we doing I, I don't understand but you know so, so that's where I'm with Houston I like KPJ I know I didn't mention Wood I think Wood has upside as well um and he and he does shoot uh the three you know uh, enough threes in the game to, to to really have some upside if he's having a um a really efficient night so like Wood like KPJ I think everybody else is going to sit there Utah at Memphis. 
224 total here. Memphis is a three-point favorite. On the Utah side, Gobert is out. Donovan Mitchell is questionable. Trent Forrest is questionable. Memphis side, Anderson, Brooks, Tyus Jones are out. Um, Utah, you know, we'll start with them first here. Son Whiteside, no Rudy Gobert. 33 and 34 minutes. He's now 6,900. Is he up to the point where we're not playing him? A lot, I think, depends on Donovan Mitchell, if he clears concussion protocol. If Donovan Mitchell plays, I might fade the Jazz because the prices are no Gobert, no Mitchell. And, I mean, 7200 for Clarkson with Mitchell playing. I mean, if, if Mitchell plays, Will, are we just staying away from Utah? Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100%. And I honestly, I don't want to play Whiteside, even if Mitchell is out in this spot, having to deal with Steven Adams, uh, another, you know, uh, center that I'm going to consider a comparable center, right? That's not going to look to score as much It's going to look to do the dirty work, grab the rebounds. I'm probably out on Whiteside anyway um, at this price. But for sure, if Mitchell is in, everybody on, on Utah um, is going to have to just get left on the shelf. Uh, Joe Ingles, you know, he, he's played some minutes, but we haven't seen the upside this season so far. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to pass on the Jazz. He, he, even, even if Mitchell is out, Stevie, I think the prices are close enough with, the, in my opinion, a better team with their star player. I'm still willing to let the Jazz ride at these prices. Yep. Uh, Memphis side. John Morant's always in conversation in tournaments, comes in low-owned every night, always has a ceiling. No Rudy Gobert I think is huge for Triple J. I think he could have a really big game here. Um, what are your thoughts here on Memphis? Yeah, man, th- you know, and, and th- they went on a really good stretch and have been playing well mostly over the past 20 games. Jaws at 10-3, don't like that price, of course, but it, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> I could have not liked the past couple of games, and he's still going for 60-plus. Last four games, Stevie, 67-56, 60.25, 64.25. Those are fantasy points, people, uh, and I'm sure you knew that. He's been playing really, really, really well, like what we're seeing from Ja. Uh, Dylan Brooks continues to be out. Kyle Anderson continues to be out. I mean, he, the world is his oyster, right? He gets to do it all. And, and that's why, you know, when you look at his price versus, let's say, a Jason Tatum, who's got a fully healthy team, and a Trey Young with the Hawks, who's got a fully healthy team, I'm much more willing to invest in John Morant, who's down a couple of big guards for him, uh, so he can get out there and run and gun and do his thing. The Clippers and the Heat. 209 total here. Heat a five and a half point favorite. Clippers side of things. Paul George remains out. Kawhi still out. Marcus Morris is out. Miami side, Jimmy Butler, questionable. Kyle Lowry, Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo out. Uh, starting here with the Clippers. No Marcus Morris. Uh, Amir Coffey, 5,400. I mean, he's going to continue to play big minutes with no Marcus Morris. Um, Tough matchup. 
on paper, but I, I think he is, I think he's very playable here. He's definitely proved that he's not going to sit around and do nothing with his minutes. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Clippers? Yeah, man, in terms of the Clippers, so there's this conundrum I'm in, right, with Ivaka Zubat because he kind of just dropped off the face of the earth here recently, right, Stevie? Like, he was playing pretty good minutes, um, you know, and then they had this odd blowout thing in Washington, the blowout non-blowout, where they come back and win, but they do it with all the bench guys, and he's not a part of that. And then he comes out against Orlando and he plays 22 minutes and he had five fouls. Like I get it. Um, so I'm in, I'm in this weird conundrum with him because they're playing the Miami heat and he's going to have to deal with Bam, but I know he has this hidden upside. This gem is inside of him called upside that, that he could access. And I'm really afraid that the Clippers are going to get blown out here, Steve. Like that's really what I'm afraid of. Um, I don't I don't feel like the Heat are a team that's going to let these guys back in the game. If they go up 30 points, the Clippers aren't coming back. This this isn't the magic. I don't see it happening. This isn't Washington. So I I'm very afraid to take shots on some of these guys like Amir Coffee at 5400. Like he's got upside, um, tremendous upside for the price. I just think Miami runs them out of the gym. And so for that reason, I think I'm going to let the Clippers sit on the shelf today. Yeah, I mean, I like coffee at his price, but outside of him, it's tough. I, I mean, I think you could also take a shot on Luke Kennard at 4,500. He's going to shoot. He's going to play minutes. So I don't mind either one of those guys. Miami, I think, matters a lot on Butler. If Butler were to sit, I really like Tyler Hero at 6,400. Either way. I like Bam in this game. I mean, the usage hasn't been there, but he put up 50 fantasy points against this team earlier this season. The upside's certainly there for him. Um, what are your thoughts on Miami? Yeah, man, this 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 might be a quick work here uh, for the Miami Heat. You got Bam at 75. I think what you're looking for with Miami is that the big guns get there quickly because, you know, if – if for whatever reason they blow this team out and it's the third quarter with five minutes left and, you know, the Heat haven't gotten there, they're not getting there. Um, you know, we know Jimmy Butler is questionable. If Jimmy Butler sits, I think I've got a lot more interest in this game as a whole. Do I still think Miami's the better team as presently constructed with all the injuries and things like that? Absolutely, of course. But with Jimmy Butler out, does it help the Clippers maybe keep this game a little bit closer for a longer stretch? I believe that as well. Fair enough. All right, moving on here. We got five left. We got the Pacers and the Thunder. 216.5 total. The Thunder is a two-point favorite in this one, which is crazy if you think about it. Um, on the Pacers side, Brogdon's out. McConnell's out. Turner and Warner out. Sabonis is questionable. The Thunder side, Favors and Roby are out. Let's talk Pacers first. Sabonis plays. Is he playable at 10-4? Or, I mean, if he doesn't play, Levert's 88. 
I think the game stays close for what it's worth. I bit stays prices just to the point where I think he's kind of priced appropriately. I'm struggling with the Pacers. Will, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. So I, I'm not playing as a bonus at 10 4, even if he comes back. Um, this is a spot he could dominate, but I, I'm going to side with the fact that he's been out a little bit and assume that he's not completely in a full rhythm. Um, Karis LaVert at 8,800. I actually feel like, Stevie, Sabonis coming back is going to help LaVert. I, I really feel that way because it's like if you look at these past few games, he just – like he's been in the, the mid-40s. I feel like Sabonis coming back will ease the pressure off of him a little bit, and maybe teams don't have to focus so much on him, and he can just start dialing it up. So – I like Laverne at 88. I do think he's a tournament play. He's probably slightly overpriced, but I understand the situation. Um, and I, I'd be willing to roll the dice on him for sure. Um, Lance Stevenson played 28 minutes against Sean. That was a huge blowout. Um, I've got some slight, slight, slight interest. And then Jeremy Lamb, um, I, I wish his minutes were stable. They're not, can't get involved with him. But all in all, don't want to place a bonus, even if they say he's got uh, a full workload. I just think he might be out of sync a little bit. But I would be interested in Levert because I feel like he would play better with Sabonis in the building. If Sabonis is out, Isaiah Jackson is a large field tournament play. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, on the Thunder side, I mean, we know when it comes to OKC, we know the usage is coming from right. We know SGA. 30 31 36 37 29 33 34 that's just a like that's his usage the last few games like that is he is going to be the usage guy the flip side of that is he's 9300 and i mean he could potentially come in lower owned here vegas has this game right now as okc and as a favorite like I mean, they might be on to something here with SGA. Yeah, they definitely could be, man. I think, uh, I mean, SGA has been playing out of his mind recently, and, you know, their team is practically fully healthy, right? Like, I know a couple guys have have, kind of not been playing, like Trey Mann and things like that, Derek Favors, but I don't think they really impact the rotation at all. And so at, at 9,300, usually, usually SGA is not a guy I'm interested in. But Indiana is not playing well. All their pieces are out. They're trying to, you know, shop a lot of pieces on this team. I like SGA at 6,300 for sure. I think this is a really, really, really good spot for him. Uh, I haven't, you know, talked about Josh Giddy a lot this season. Um, but But I think this is even a spot where, he could get going as well against Indiana. I think this is the right spot for the OKC Thunder for the guys that are going to get the minutes. All right. We got Denver at New Orleans on the docket next year. 215 total. Denver Nuggets, five and a half point favorite in this one. Um, I was looking earlier for a Denver injury report and did not see one just pulling it up. Oh, so it's up now. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Still out. 
New Orleans side, Hart and Ingram are questionable, and Zion's still out. Um, so starting here with Denver, I mean, you could play Jokic any night. Any night. Any night you could play Jokic. And Valanciunas, I mean, he's a, he's a good center, but Jokic definitely will extend the floor on Valanciunas and, and could have a really strong game here. Put up 72 fantasy points in the meeting earlier this year. He's one of the top plays on the slate for me. Um, but I also wanted to mention Will Barton is 5,500. Dude has 47 fantasy points in two of his last three games, Will, and he's 5,500. Too cheap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's come back uh, here with the vengeance. And, and the crazy part about it is in that Brooklyn game, played 34 minutes, shot eight for 20, three of eight from three, 40%. That's not great, Stevie. What if he shot 50%? He would have went, went over 50 easily. So I'm with you. Will, Will Barton against the, against the Pelicans should be, you know, uh, excuse me, a good spot for us here. Something I noticed the other night, Stevie, that really caught my attention, and it's DeMarcus Cousins. Now, I know he didn't play a lot of minutes, right? I know that. But I think it's something to monitor. I don't think he's going to get up to 20 minutes. But if for some reason he creeps up into, into that 20-minute range, he's 3,500, he's just on watch for me. That, that's basically what I'm, what I'm trying to get across. He's on watch. Um uh, Jeff Green's been playing some minutes, right? Uh, but I, I don't think that's anybody we can really get involved with. The one other guy that I'm interested to see how they handle is Bones Highland. Now, I know he didn't play a lot of minutes here recently, and he was playing a little bit with these guys out. He's 3,300, excuse me. If you think this game blows out, and, and, and we're, we're, we're kind of going deep tournament here. I know it's a huge slate. But if you think Denver can kind of handle the Pelicans here a little bit uh, because they are a little bit shorthanded, um, then in my opinion, especially if Hart and, um, and Ingram are, are on the shelf yet again, I, I like some deep tournament bones highlight. All right. Um, the Pelican side, I think, I mean, it, first of all, we're waiting on some injury news. If Ingram and Hart play, it changes everything, really. If they're out, I, listen, I'm going to take my big fat L. I'm never afraid to take an L. Hernan Gomez played 30 minutes the other night. I would have bet so much money for that not to happen, and I was shocked that it happened. Talk to me here. And for what it's worth, Jackson Hayes still had a good fantasy production night, so I'm not, like, super L, but I just – I have to take my L when I when I, when I I can. Um, Herb Jones had a good night the other night, too. So it's not like I was fully wrong, but I was way wrong about Hernan Gomez. And like I said, I'm, I'm willing to take my L. Listen, a broke clock is right twice a day, okay? And, 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 and I had a couple people hit me up about the Hernan Gomez take from – from Grinders Live, and I was like, look, I stand by the play. The guy shot 11 for 15, and he had 10 rebounds, and he played 30 minutes. 
great, great. If you think that's going to happen again, then you go ahead and roll him out there at 50. Well, it's not going to happen again because Valanciunas is playing, but. <laughs> but, you, but you get my point. Yeah. yeah. Yo, listen, I was yeah. right there with you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I was right I there know. with you. Yeah. Dean, he, Dean was right, and that never happens. I feel terrible. I hate when Dean's right. <laughs> Look, it, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, I, I, I people might look at the results and say that was a stupid, not stupid, but, you know, off-the-wall take. But trust me, people, it, it was not. Uh, at any rate, in, in terms of Pelicans, I think I'm with you. Um, I thought Devontae Graham – and he put up 41 points the other night, right? So I don't want to I don't want to overlook his performance without those guys there. Um, but at 5,200, if if Hart and Ingram are out, if they're going to give him 35 minutes, I think I think he's big time in play. If they're back, I can't play him. If they're out, I like Nikhil Alexander Walker. If they're back, I don't like really any of these guards. So um, that's where I am uh, with the with the New Orleans Pelicans as a whole. Fair enough. Um, Chicago at San Antonio. 228 total here. The Bulls a two-point favorite. Sorry, I have like this, like my sinuses are going crazy and I have to mute my mic a lot. So that's why you hear me pause a lot on today's podcast. Hopefully I'll be better Monday and it won't be a problem. Anyway, um, Chicago side. We got to get Flonase as a sponsor. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Lonzo Ball is out. I tested negative for COVID today, so it's not that, luckily. Um, yeah. Caruso's out. Derek Jones Jr.'s out. Patrick Williams is out. And on the Spurs side, uh, Zach Collins is out and Bates Diop is out. So I'm going to a disc golf tournament and the 24-hour race at Daytona t- this weekend. So had to test today and um, was very happy that it came back negative. Um Let's talk Bulls first here, Will. Vooch, DeRozan, Levine, healthy. Kobe, White, 7K. Dinsamo, 6K. I can't see playing anybody from the Chicago Bulls in this game outside of maybe like a Javante Green in large field tournaments. Just hoping he has a a good shooting night at at 3,500. Yeah, same here. When all these guys are healthy, and I know Lonzo is out, but Ayo's playing and – uh, Kobe White's back. I'm with you 100, man. Not they're just they're priced like they're priced like someone else is out too. Like they're priced like Levine's still out. So maybe middle of next week we'll start to see these prices really start coming down. And I mean, you never know on Fanduel. Ooh, pricing's yeah. up on Fanduel. So, um, Kobe White is 5300 on Fanduel. All right, I could get behind potentially taking a shot on him at that price. Um, AU is 5,500. It's just, I think you're going to find better value on the slate. That's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, San Antonio side. I mean, I'm always a huge fan of Jante Murray. Um, he shot the ball absolutely terrible the other night and still put up 52 fantasy points. That's the type of player that he is. High floor, high ceiling. 10K, I mean, I don't probably get to him on this slate outside of just, I mean, the ownership looks juicy. 228-point total looks juicy. Prop-wise, it's probably really juicy for Murray here. It's just more of 
10K with some of these studs we have on the slate is a little worrisome. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Murray at 10K, I like it. Um, and I think I think we, Steve, we've probably been on Murray on this particular podcast probably more than anybody. Like we pretty much all season. You know, I needed we, a Jante Murray jersey at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got on the trade at 7K, 8K, 9K, and you know, just talked about the fact that nobody wants to play him. He was 9,200, crush it every night, and nobody. And so now he's 10K, and he's deserving of the 10K. And so I I like it a lot. I I still think he's tournament viable. He's he's still slightly cheaper than the Tatum, the um, uh, geez, Trey Young, right? Uh, still, still a little bit cheaper than Ja as well. So I, I don't hate the price. Uh, they are playing what I what I consider to be a better team. So you know, for me, it's probably going to be a secondary pieces today. We talked about Devin Vassell. I think the last time uh, we had a show together at 4K. You know, I don't hate him in this spot. Um, but all in all, I think it's I like Dejounte Murray. Don't love him today, and for that reason, I, I think I'm just interested currently in these pieces like, you know, Devin Vassell uh, and, um, geez, Keldon Johnson, something like that. Minnesota at Phoenix, 231 and a half total. We have some big totals on the slate. Um, Nine-point favorite here for Phoenix. Minnesota be on the second end of a back-to-back, so we don't have their injury report. Aiden Crowder. Kaminsky, McGee, Payne, and Sarge out for Phoenix. Um, I wouldn't assume anyone from Minnesota sits on the second end of a back-to-back, but, I mean, that is what I'm doing, I'm assuming. Um, what are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, I like Minnesota, man. Um, you know, when, when I look at it, and even who they're playing, like Phoenix, right? We've – and it's because I've kind of watched Phoenix play a little bit, because of some of these injuries, like like these center injuries, uh, I, I think are affecting their defense, Stevie. So I, I'm really interested in the guy like Carl uh, Anthony Towns here at 9,500 against Bismack Biombo. Nothing against Bismack Biombo. I mean, he's been a, a okay guy, but um, you know, I, I just think you know with all these injuries, we, I'm interested in Minnesota. Vanderbilt's 5,300. He's been playing well. Anthony Edwards at 7,900. He's been playing well. Uh, do I think he's a little bit overpriced? Maybe. I mean, I, I, I might be a little bit more interested in Josh Giddy today. But all in all, these guys have been playing fine. Not necessarily winning all their games or anything like that. Uh, but but I, think, I think they're playing well enough for us to consider them. Favorite play, though, clearly, Carl Anthony Towns at 9,500. Don't see any of these centers coming back today. So Bismack Biombo and Jalen Smith are going to have their hands full. Yeah, I mean, Cat is a fantastic tournament play here. On the flip side, I don't mind Bismack Biombo in this game. Chris Paul and Booker's prices are just, they might be too high now. I mean, I rode the Chris Paul train there for a week or so, and it was fantastic. Might be a little high. I mean, I think you in large field tournaments, I don't hate it, but I think Biombo and maybe some Cam Johnson would be where I get my Phoenix exposure here. Yeah, Biombo continues to play 
I mean, really good minutes, Stevie. You know, 30 minutes. And and for those of you that don't know, Minnesota's, you know, despite the fact that it feels like Jarrett Vanderbilt grabs every rebound, they're still one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. They give up rebounds a ton to the opposition. So I, I like Biz at 58 as long as he's going to get these types of minutes. Um, you know, you talked about Cam Johnson. He's getting – I mean, big minutes, Stevie. 38 against Utah, 36 again against Utah. Was not efficient shooting in that game. Uh, also only took eight shots, which is probably a little bit closer to his norm. I mean, he scores 15 points. You know, you, you add that he's at 30 fantasy points. So I like Cam Johnson here, especially in a matchup with Minnesota where these guys are going to get up and down the court in a hurry. And then you mentioned the Chris Paul experiment at 9K. I think you got to hop off. Nothing against Chris Paul. He could absolutely, especially in this spot, if Patrick Beverly sits, go out there and have a monster game against Minnesota. Uh, but if I'm going to play Chris Paul at 9K, I've just spent 1000 to play DeJounte Murray for 10K. And that's how I'm kind of viewing the situation. All right, we finish it out. I don't understand why this is the 10 o'clock game, but it is. Is it a TV game? It has to be a TV game. It's got to be. Like, it threw me off. Um, anyway, Knicks and Bucks, 215 total. Bucks, eight and a half point favorite in this one. Rodney Hood, question or doubtful. Brooke Lopez out. Wesley Matthews, probable. Nerlens Noel, questionable. Derrick Rose out. Uh, we'll start here with the Knicks. I mean, Julius Randle hasn't done anything recently and i mean he's played this team three times this year he hasn't really had that like big game i'm struggling when it comes to the knicks here because the minutes are all over the place i have no idea what they're doing um is there anything here from new york that you like not not really um this 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 is gonna be a tough matchup for them so I, I'm out. I mean, I, I think the only way I would have played Randall is if he had come down to like 8,200 or something like then you're just, that's too low. Right. But yeah, so I, I'm out. I, I don't think I can play him. This is the ESPN game. I'm so smart. Um, I mean, on the Milwaukee side, Giannis is a top play on any slate that you think the game is going to stay close. Do you think the game is going to stay close is the question when it, when it comes to honest. If a game stays close, he has 70-point-plus upside. If it doesn't, he probably puts up 50. <laughs> Your floor is really high when it comes to honest. It's just whether or not you're going to get that ceiling if the game stays close or not. Yeah, I, I don't think it stays close. Um, I mean, the Knicks just stay – I don't know, man. Something's – you know, tips – came out the gate hot, but something's they're missing something, Stevie. Something's going on with that team currently, and it's just it's not coming together, I think, the way they expect it. And that doesn't mean they won't get the juice after the All-Star break and come together and, you know, pick up a seven or eight seed or six seed or whatever, but something's missing. All in all, I'm not playing the Knicks. That's kind of what I feel. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. We'll be back Monday talking more hoops. Um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got, Will? I actually like a lot of guys today. Um, 
This is probably the toughest one I've had. <sighs> I'm going to speculate here that uh, one of these guys is going to sit. Give me Malik Monk. I, I think one of the Lakers guys sit. Or both. I like it. I'm going to go Killian Hayes for Detroit. 3,600 going up against my Magic. Playing decent minutes. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Uh, Trey Young at 10-6. Yeah. Um, I think I got to go Jalen Brown. 8,900. I like it. He had a big game the other night. He shot 11 for 19. He's not going to shoot almost 60% from the field. Um, it was Sacramento. Shocking. A wing-type guard player did good against Sacramento. I am shocked. If you didn't hear the sarcasm, what are you doing? Favorite <laughs> favorite 6X play today, Will? Who do you got? This is another interesting one, right? Because we've got a lot of plays. However, I talked about one guy in particular that I that I uh, I, I really like, wanted to attack Russell Westbrook. I want to be a homie today. Give me Lamelo Ball at eighty four hundred. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, I mean, if you're going to be a, a homer, I'm going to be a homer too. Um, someone that again, we don't talk about this guy on the podcast enough, but he's having a really good season. Franz Wagner, fifty six hundred. Going up against Detroit, um, I mean, this guy, he's having a good year. He's averaging 28 fantasy points a game. And just, I, I, get, I don't give him enough love on the podcast. Someone called me out on Twitter. Shout out to you, whoever it was, for calling me out because I don't talk about him enough. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got, Will? Uh, no, nah, I don't think that's going to be weird. I mean, it's an 11-game slate, so. It might. Well, you know what? It might be. Give me Karis LeVert at 8,800. I like it. I don't know if this guy be popular or not, but give me Kevin Porter Jr. I really, really like him today in this spot. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, yes, I like the Celtics at plus two here. We we the, the line is at eighteen and a half. Celtics are plus two though. Give me the Celtics at at, at plus two minus one ten. I, I like that line. That was mine. I am oh, with wow. you. And like, <laughs> there's there's like BetMGM. And uh, Unibet, you can get it plus two and a half right now. Um, I am Fandle. Fandle has it at plus two and a half. So I don't even hate going Celtics money line here. I think Boston beats them in this game. So that was mine too. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Uh, the other one that kind of stood out to me, I'm shocked. This is up in a couple places, but you can get Pacers in a few places right now plus two. And if Sabonis plays, I think they could beat the Thunder. So it's a little risky with the with Sabonis, but he did practice in Thursday's practice. Um, so I mean he could be back here. 
And if he plays, I mean, I think it's close to a pick him, and you're getting good value at plus two. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. I am good to go, man. I had a blast. Good pod. I, 11 gamer, but I, I enjoyed it for sure. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, it's going to wrap it up. I will be at the Daytona 24-hour race on Saturday night. If anyone's going, hit, feel free to hit me up. I'll be walking around the infield, um, just having some fun hanging out. And then freezing in Florida weather, when it's going to be in the 20s, I know it, it's really cold everywhere, but when it's in the 20s in Florida, that's freezing to old Stevie. So <laughs> I know I'm going to yeah. get a lot of like tweets now, like, hey, 20s is not cold. Hey, 20s is cold to me. 20s all right? is cold anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for Friday. We'll be back Monday with Will talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.